Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the North Atlantic seashore. This is episode 64, Maine's most active clam. Walk any gravel beach or sand flat here in Maine and you'll find shells, thousands of shells, millions in fact. Common periwinkle shells by the gallon, blue mussels and soft shell clams won't be hard to find either. Your view of the shore will likely be punctuated by big white surf clam shells, bigger than the palm of your hand. And as you walk closer to the water's edge at low tide, you're likely to see long rectangular shells, six inches or more, somewhat reminiscent of the housing of an old-fashioned straight razor. It is the shell of what we call, unsurprisingly, a razor clam, sometimes also known as a jackknife clam. Its scientific name is Ensis directus, from the Latin for sword and straight. The shell is white, like so many clam shells, consisting of calcium carbonate, the same stuff they put into antacids like Tums and Rolades. The calcium carbonate can form a couple of different minerals, calcite and aragonite, and clam shells tend to be made up of both materials. On the outer surface of the shell, you'll notice a papery brown material that's probably dried up and flaking off. That's the periostracum. It's an organic layer made of protein and carbohydrates that helps protect the mineral shell inside, as well as giving the animal a surface to start excreting its shell onto. The shells you find scattered around the beach are, of course, from clams that are no longer around. If you want to find a shell with a living clam in it, you'll have to look a little harder. Razor clams live in burrows in sandy sediment near the low tide line. They orient vertically in the sand, and with sharp eyes you can find their burrows by looking for small keyhole-shaped holes in the surface of the sand. These holes are where their siphons emerge when the tide is in. They, like all their clam cousins, are suspension feeders. They pull water into their gut through the in-current siphon, and small particles like phytoplankton are filtered out and shunted off to the stomach, while the remaining water is ejected through the ex-current siphon. When the tide is out, of course, they're not feeding, but the hole in the sediment remains and can give away their location. Occasionally, the clam may stick out of the burrow an inch or two, but if you see that and get excited and run over to it, you will likely scare the clam back into its burrow. These clams are very sensitive to disturbance and can feel the vibrations of you coming near. Razor clams are famous for their fast and vigorous retreats. For this, they use their large and powerful foot. Mollusks, the larger group of animals that clams are part of, are characterized by having a large muscular foot. It takes many forms in different groups of mollusks and can be highly modified in certain lineages, but the muscular foot is a hallmark of the group. Razor clams have one of the most well-developed feet in all of the bivalves. It extends from the narrow end of the shell opposite the siphons, the one that faces down when the clam is in the sediment, and unsurprisingly is used to pull the clam down into its burrow. It can extend nearly the length of the body and is incredibly dexterous, rapidly changing shape from pointy penetrating blade to globular sea anchor. The clam extends its foot down into the sand and then widens the foot out to create an anchor, contracting the rest of the foot to pull the body of the clam down into the burrow. It can repeat this move in rapid succession, making the clam vanish a foot or more into the sand. These clams are hard to catch for this reason. Even if you succeed in digging out one, the commotion you cause in doing so will have alerted all the neighboring clams, and good luck finding those. It's said that these clams can travel below the surface of the sand like fish swim in water, and even swim through the water as a last-ditch effort to escape a threat. This is not something I've seen, though I would dearly love to. Last week, 
My nephew managed with quick hands to catch a razor clam we discovered when we flipped over a rock at our local beach. Soon, a crowd of children gathered around us. We put the clam in a tide pool and waited to see its foot come out and probe around in the sand, looking for a place to burrow back in. We never did see it dig fully in. The excitement was a little too high, and the temptation to touch the clam was too great for all those little hands, and eventually I relocated it below waterline so it could repatriate itself in private. But seeing that pale tongue project so unexpectedly from the end of the animal, it really is worth seeking out. So the next time you're at a beach covered with razor clam shells, tiptoe down to the low tide line and get ready to pounce. This has been episode 64 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The show is produced on Wabanaki land. Check out a video of a razor clam digging in the sand on our Instagram. Search at The Essential Rhythm. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Siddhartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening and join us next week. 